Well, greetings and welcome to another episode of Gab and Grow, a podcast that's meant to help you become a successful student at WCSU. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and I'm really happy to be with you today because we have a great topic, and it's wellness. Our guest is Crystal Autori, who is an adjunct faculty member in the Department of Health Promotion and Exercise Sciences and is also the director of the Institute for Holistic Health Studies here at Western. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you. It's great to be here. We're really, really glad that you're here today with us. You know, I always knew there were some really wonderful things going on in terms of wellness at Western. And, um, you know, one of the things that I found in several times in doing the podcast is that I know just little snippets of what's going on, and there's so much more out there. Um, so I'm really excited to get to talk about some of that with you today. But I, I guess I want to start off just by talking about the general concept of wellness and holistic health so that people who are listening have a you know, pretty decent base to go from as we start getting into some of the programs and opportunities that are here. Well, in terms of looking at wellness, um, a lot of people confuse health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And health is really a state of being. And according to the word World Health Organization, and this definition was made in the mid-1940s, it's that health is a state of being of mental, physical, and emotional wellness, and not simply the absence of disease. So it's really a state of being. Wellness is more of a, of a lifestyle and a continuation of health. So it's, it's a little bit different. It okay. involves engagement, it involves in constant rebalancing, mm -hmm. and it's a lifelong process. Okay. Clarifies so a whole lot for me, I think. Um, so, can you tell us a little too about you know what what does this mean here at Western and and what kinds of things are available for people? Well, I I, I just realized I didn't answer your second part of that That's question, okay. which was about holistic. Yeah. And the term holistic is um, it's a term that I'm not in love with because. Uh, <laughs> I was a child of the 60s, and uh, when people talked about holistic health, they think about hippies and being yeah. barefoot and eating seeds and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but the term holistic really means multidimensional and all-encompassing. So from um, I'm a yoga teacher as well, and yoga is involved in uniting the body, the mind, and the spirit. So it involves all of that, but it also involves things like personal relationships and personal and professional development, your physical environment, your mind-body connection, your spirituality, your nutrition, your movement, exercise, and rest. So there's a lot more to it. And I'm really fortunate to sit on the wellness committee here on campus. Mm -hmm. And the IHHS is uh, represented as is campus rec, counseling, um, uh, choices, mm -hmm. uh, university health services. So we are looking at all of the different areas of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So there, we're, we're actually in the process of developing kind of a whole university culture of wellness. That's what we want to work with and promote. Nice. Nice. So why, why should students be concerned about wellness? What's the big deal? Wellness. Well, <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was talking with a colleague yesterday, and uh, we were talking about wellness and its importance and how difficult it is sometimes for young people to embrace wellness and a positive lifestyle 
at this point in their lives mm-hmm. because I remember when I was 20, I thought I was invincible. I was mm-hmm. going to live forever. I didn't have to worry about eating right and exercising and everything else. I will say our students now are much more savvy mm-hmm. and much more serious. And it could be because they, even at their young age, they have been able to observe other family members with chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. And um, in the course that I teach each spring, which is uh, Principles of Holistic and Integrative Health, it's uh, it's amazing how when we look at some of the other approaches to health and wellness, such as Ayurveda, which is the ancient Indian approach, we look at Chinese medicine, we look at naturopathy and other non-Western approaches, mm-hmm. which are um, a lot more uh, individual directed as opposed to physician directed. The individuals have to really take part in their health and help direct it themselves and really kind of get behind the wheel and drive the bus themselves. So they're kind of excited um, to be able to participate in their own health. Yeah. Um, This is the first time we've actually met in person. So it's it's always really nice to get to know somebody. You know, we've communicated over email and phone a lot, but... um, one of the things I liked about the podcast is actually getting to see people face to face and talk to them. And and um, one of the reasons we've communicated is we're talking about activities and events that happen on campus right. through the wellness programs. And so I wondered if maybe you could talk about what are some of the things that happen regularly on campus and then are there you know, some special events that might be happening or coming up? Well, there are lots of wellness activities um, as evidenced by the calendar that we've put together with the wellness committee. And we all got together to contribute our own events. And and you can see these posters hanging around campus with many, many different things. In terms of what the Institute offers, each semester we have a series of at least three Wellness Wednesday workshops. And um, they're at 1230 here in Whitehall. And people can bring their lunches if they'd like. Mm -hmm. And I bring in people from the outside. We talk about a variety of subjects from nutrition to exercise to energy healing to um, the importance of animals in our lives. And I try to really have a variety of topics to appeal to a wide variety of of audience members. I I know that... The Wellness Wednesday things. It seems like I always want to come, and I never get out to do them. So I have to do a little better <laughs> at, at some of that myself. Sometimes we have evening programs yeah. as well, and this semester we've had we have two. And uh, in addition to those, we have each fall semester. I try to bring in a well-known leader in the field mm-hmm. of integrative and holistic health. A few years ago, we had Dr. Bernie Siegel, mm-hmm. who's one of the pioneers right. of holistic health. And um, we've had a couple of other people, and I'm working on seeing who I can bring in next semester as well. Yeah, it's, it's great opportunities. I think sometimes people don't think that Western gets some of the, you know, fine. The top names. Yeah, <laughs> and yet we do, you know, do. evidenced by, by Bernie Siegel in particular. I mean, when you talk wellness— that's a name that, That's a name that just almost everyone out. knows. And we're so. fortunate that he's local. Yeah. So it, it really worked out well. In fact, when he came, we, we thought that he would talk for maybe a little more than an hour, and it was like two and a half hours, and I'm finally saying, Bernie, you've got to go home sometime yeah. <laughs> tonight. He was having a wonderful time. Oh, nice. That was great. Nice. So, 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we also sponsor a monthly uh, evening meditation program on the second Tuesday of the month. And it's a mudra meditation, which is mudra means hand position. So it's breath work and hand positions to enhance the entire meditation. It's done seated. And um, many people from the public um, take advantage of this opportunity and join us. Oh, nice. And that's, I think, one of the things I wanted to make sure to touch base on is that these are open naturally to our students, right? But also, faculty and staff can take advantage of them, and, and obviously the general, the general public. public. Yes, which, I will say that um, in the evening we get a different audience than I get for my Wellness Wednesday workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, not that many people from the public, um, either they work in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or. Um, it's difficult for a lot yeah. of people to come. So I see a lot of um, retirees mm-hmm. because they do have time in the middle yeah. of the day. And uh, I'll tell you, the retirees in this day and age are, you know, very inquisitive. They are very yeah. young retirees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My mom is, is 82. She'll be 83 this year. And she has far more energy and is involved in far more than I am. I get home at the end of the day, and that's all I want to do. But she is on the prowl, man. So <laughs> um, one of the things I know is coming up that I wanted to make sure we touch base on is that we have kind of an annual health fair we that's do. happening soon. Um, I have been involved with the university for uh, formally for six years and informally uh, beyond that. And we used to have a health fair in the fall that was sponsored primarily by University Health. Mm -hmm. And then in the spring, there was a holistic health fair that was sponsored by the IHHS. And this year will be the fourth annual health, fitness, and wellness fair. The IHHS, Campus Rec, and University Health have all banded together. And we have one big event in the springtime. We have many um, practitioners that come offering information and services, people from nutritionists to uh, essential oil therapists Mm -hmm. to uh, naturopaths to um, um, Reiki practitioners, Mm -hmm. reflexologists, and many campus organizations are involved as well. Choices, of course, and Mm -hmm. Counseling Center, but many of the other clubs on campus as well. Yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity for people just to get information, but there's also, you know, I noticed there's massages that, you know, people can get, which I'm guessing is probably one of the longest lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they do offer um, chair massages. Mm-hmm. And another thing that the IHHS offers is in the spring, in the end of the fall semester, we have stress busters, mm-hmm. and that's in Warner Hall. And that's almost like a mini health fair with mm-hmm. practitioners offering stress management techniques and tools. Mm -hmm. And we had two chair uh, massages going on last uh, Mm -hmm. December, and they were very, very popular. And speaking of massages, in our Mm -hmm. wellness center, we now have a a therapeutic massage therapist available to provide massages for um, the university community. Yeah, I just read about that. I was so excited. I told one of my coworkers, I'm like, look, we can get a massage (laughs) if we need it. So... I uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of massages. So, um, one, now the wellness center you mentioned, yes. that's in Berkshire Hall. That's in Berkshire 119. It's kind of in between the gym and um, the fitness area, the uh, weight room and and the machines there. So you have to go right past my door, going from one okay. to the other, and uh, it's open every day from 11 until two. 
and anyone can come in at any time. We do uh, various meditations depending on what people want. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this morning, someone came in and she said, I have job interview next week. What can I do to de-stress? What can mm. you help me with? So we went over some breath techniques and some other visualizations that she could work with. But in addition to just coming, having people come in and giving them what they need in the moment, this semester we have started with a more formalized program. Mm. And on Mondays, we have Meditation Mondays. I have a student who has studied uh, meditation and various types extensively, and he leads a meditation. It's always at 12 o'clock. On Tuesdays, we do um, Tapping Tuesdays, which is the emotional freedom technique and variations thereof. Wednesdays are our Wellness Wednesday day, and the Wellness Wednesday workshops are actually held in Whitehall because mm -hmm. we have a larger space. But on days that we're not doing that, we often will offer chair yoga in the Wellness Center. Thursdays are for meditative art. We call it Artful Thursdays. And Friday is just kind of a freebie Friday, whatever anybody needs. But in addition to these more formal programs, still anyone can come in at any time for anything, even if they just want a quiet place to sit mm -hmm. or to sip some herb tea. Nice. Now, meditation was one of the things that really caught my eye because you listen on the website all different kinds of meditation. So I wondered, because we talk about, I was reading through one-pointed and coloring and guided meditation and the mudra ones and my what I think could be my personal favorite, the chocolate meditation. That is so, everyone's favorite. <laughs> I think just the concept of that sounds so good to people. But what are some of those different types of meditations? Well, a one-pointed meditation is bringing your focus just to one thing. Okay. And um, many people do it focusing on a flower, focusing on uh, the flame of a candle. You can do it focusing on anything. I did a guest lecture yesterday in a class, and we focused on a seashell. Okay. And just for about 90 seconds, bringing all of our attention to that seashell. And when you focus just on one thing as opposed to everything that's flooding our brain all the time, it's almost like your brain is on vacation. Mm -hmm. And although you might be only actively meditating for 90 seconds or two minutes, it feels like 15 or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Time seems to expand. There's also mindfulness meditation, and actually the chocolate meditation is a mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. where you bring all of your attention to the sensations and what you're feeling when you're having the chocolate in your mouth. And we are not allowed to chew it. We let it dissolve on our tongue. <laughs> Notice when that little point of the Hershey Kiss is no longer pointy. Mm -hmm. When it's soft enough, you can swirl your tongue around it like you're um, licking an ice cream cone. Oh, wow. And then taking a couple of deep breaths while it's in your mouth and noticing that the flavor is intensified through the breath because our sense of smell and taste are intertwined. And then mm -hmm. after we swallow it, uh, whatever's left of it, the aftertaste that remains. So you're really enjoying every aspect of eating that chocolate, yeah. and you're less likely to have to eat half the bag. Mm -hmm. But my students tell me, oh, no, I'll still eat half the bag, <laughs> but it will take much longer. <laughs> well, maybe that's good. It spreads yeah, it out, and, that's so, right. and then you're not doing it so frequently. So. There you go. So I, uh, I took a meditation class probably 25 years ago, and I think one of the things for me that – has stuck with me, even though I don't actively meditate so much anymore, is the, the concept of calming breaths and things. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time that I have found that so helpful 
when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Um, because driving around here is just a nightmare. <laughs> and and I drive to the city frequently. And so you just, it really helps keep my focus on driving. Mm-hmm. But it also just, you know, when you have those moments of tension and you just take three or four deep breaths as you're driving, it helps release all that agitation that you have. And it's it's miraculous what... <laughs> deep breaths can do for you. That's true. And especially if you extend the exhalation so that you you inhale. Sometimes I'll teach people you inhale to a count of four. Mm -hmm. But when you exhale, exhale to a count of six or Mm. even eight or even longer. And by extending the exhalation, you're slowing that whole Mm -hmm. breath process. And what you're actually doing is you're reversing the physical effects, the physical stress response in your body. You're actually changing it. It's magic. It is. It's <laughs> and something so simple that really everyone can do. Right. You know, it's something that that as my daughter, if she would have a time that she would get upset about something, I'm like, okay, we're gonna just sit and take some deep breaths and then we'll talk about it. Right. And it's such a good management tool of that emotional response to things. Right. So, you know, it's not bad to be angry about something, but you can't stay encased in that for a while. That's so right. You know, how do you get out of it? It's just, it's wonderful. You talked about um, working with health services and choices and mm-hmm. and counseling center and rec as collaborators. So are there things besides the, um, the health fair that you do collaboratively with them? Um, I do, coll- I collaborate with a lot of organizations, uh, actually even apart from them. Uh, we collaborate with the Center for Compassion, Mm. Creativity and Innovation. Um, that's uh, Chris Cook's group. Right. And we work with them every year. We sponsor a, excuse me, a multicultural meditation program. Oh, nice. And they are uh, very instrumental in mm-hmm. putting that together with us. And we also work with them for stress busters. Mm. Um, and also our department, Dr. Schlicht in particular, with exercise as medicine, mm-hmm. works with health services. And um, there's referrals back and forth, not only with health services, but with the counseling center. Nice. So uh, we're kind of spread into every yeah. aspect, hopefully, of the university. Well, and you said you go into other classes, too. So it's yes, not just the classes that you're teaching. but Right. Actually, yeah. yesterday I did a program for um, the field supervisors for the social work department. Oh, great. On um, stress management. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are in the service professions mm-hmm. and um, helping other people, very often we neglect ourselves. So mm-hmm. it was a way to help us to rem- remember and um, take a few deep breaths, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. And chocolate, and chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Always chocolate, I think. Um, you know, you we were talking a little before we got started recording about a, a class that you're teaching, and, and one of the terms that you used was self-care. And I have, I have a huge personal bias <laughs> with self-care because I... I'm tired of the the language of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people kind of use it as an excuse not to complete something or not to finish, you know, something that they were working on. So knowing that I have that bias, I also understand the importance of really reflecting on your own health and what's going mm-hmm. on with you, being in touch with your body and your psyche and and knowing that we need to nurture and nourish ourselves, you know, and look for ways to do that in our social circles and things. So I guess I'm 
I'm saying, you know, how do we do that without falling into that self-care as an excuse trap? But how do we, you know, take advantage of that opportunity to be good to ourselves? It's really interesting that um, that you mentioned that because with most of the students that I come in contact with, um, we have the opposite problem, as I said. Yeah. You know, we, we don't take care of ourselves because we're so busy doing so many other things or we think, I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. So really what it's all about is finding balance. Mm -hmm. We talk about work-life balance, but it's yeah. work-life, play, school, it's everything. And being aware of all of the different things that go into our health and keeping things in balance yeah. and doing things to rebalance mm -hmm. and to make sure that um, all areas are receiving the proper amount of attention. Yeah. That's really self-care. Um, and, you know, eating right or exercising or um, definitely making time for play and mm -hmm. for fun. Mm -hmm. um, self-care is not going out and partying all night right. on a weekend. Right. Getting together with friends and maybe having a beer, but mm -hmm. not getting loaded and you yeah, know, that's not self-care. Yeah, it it often gets you in more trouble than, <laughs> than I think you're worth. Um, I wanted to give you a, a minute or so to talk about the HPX department because okay. I think, you know, the students who are in it and students who might be very interested in that know a lot about it. But I think in general, people don't really they don't know what the HPX stands for, I guess, <laughs> and and aren't sure you know, where it might fit with them. So could you talk a little bit about the department? Sure. Um, the HPX stands for Health Promotion and Exercise Sciences. Mm -hmm. And within that department, we offer two baccalaureate programs. One is in health education. And the students that graduate uh, from that uh, track, so to speak, are certified ultimately to teach pre-K through 12. And then we have the health promotion studies. Mm -hmm. And within that degree program, we have other options or concentrations. One would be wellness management. Another is community health. We have holistic and integrative health. And we have one that's uh, currently called allied health, mm -hmm. which is really a pre-professional program designed for students who want to go on for graduate studies physical therapy, occupational therapy, chiropractic, whatever. We, um, we have a lot of students um, who will do a combination mm -hmm. of those. We also offer minors in community health wellness management and holistic and integrative health. We're in the process of looking into uh, a minor in exercise science as well. Oh, great. So we do have students in other disciplines mm -hmm. who are doing minors in that, um, in that area. The Institute for Holistic Health Studies is contained within the HPX department, okay. but we're—I mean—we're part of it, but we're not really offering mm -hmm. any formalized uh, instruction, okay. you know, other than the programs that we mm -hmm. have and what we offer in the wellness center. Great. So, if we're just talking in general to students, and and you were going to give them wellness advice, what are what are two or three takeaways that that you'd want them to keep in mind? Oh, wellness advice. Um, <laughs> balance. It mm -hmm. would really be balance, keeping things in balance. And it's so easy, uh, especially in 21st century America, to get off balance. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bombarded with information and people wanting us on our our cell phones and our computers. We're constantly being dragged <coughs> in many different directions. So um, it's 
it's important to have that mindful awareness. Mm -hmm. And here again, in teaching breath work and maybe doing a meditation exercise to be mindful so you know what that really means. It means paying attention in the moment and not not multitasking, which also mm-hmm. 21st century society yeah. really values, but it's not yeah. healthy. It's very hard for people, it's though. I mean, hard. you go out to eat and you see families sitting at the table and they're not talking to each other. They're they've not. Got, they've got their phones out, you know. So the more we are connected electronically, mm-hmm. the more we are disconnected interpersonally. And... Um, at great expense. Mm-hmm. And I've seen many cases where people communicate by texts and because you can't look at tone of voice, you can't detect body language, right. a lot of misunderstandings and arguments and bad things happen mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So I would just say balance. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to a colleague about this <laughs> and she said, stay moving. A body in motion stays in motion. Mm. So we do have to keep active, and here again, that's one of the problems that we're sitting at at our computers, we're sitting looking at our phones, we're developing um, musculoskeletal problems. Mm -hmm. There's a condition known as text neck Mm -hmm. from looking down at your phone all the time. So if you text, you should hold your your phone up, (laughs) which is a little tricky. And it's hard to pay attention where you are when you're looking at your phone. You're missing an awful lot. Mm I think one of the nice things is that that people are starting to recognize some of that in the workplace anyway. You know, I recently got a a Veridesk so I can Ah, stand up too. And, you know, it's weird to just try to remind yourself to stand up, but you feel so much better at the end of the day when you've, you know, had a little bit of that. And it has also helped with my posture some because you get, you know, you get bent over your keyboard and... That change in position really helps. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, paying attention to what's going on and taking advantage of some of those options if you have them. That's right. So um, I think we're just about out of time. So, you know, I want to thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about all the things that are going on about wellness here. And, you know, I hope we'll have time in the future to bring you back and talk some more about some things. It's a... I would love to do yeah. it. Be careful what you wish for because I, I can talk for hours about this. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got others who have said they're going to start their own podcast, so I'll be competing <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> um, if you are listening and we have stirred anything in your mind, any questions that didn't get answered today, um, and you want to know an answer for them, you can always reach out to me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And I will work really hard to find the answer for you. Um, In the meantime, I want to just remind people that the health fair is coming up on April 2nd, which is a Tuesday, and that's going to be in the Berkshire Gym. Yes, from noon until 3. And then the other thing I wanted to to remind people about is the um, Career Success Center has its annual career fair which is going to be on Wednesday the 27th, and that's up at the Westside campus. So, you know, please try to get to those if you can and see some of the great things that are available here at WCSU. And for Gab and Grow, that's going to be it for us. Please listen again, and bye now.